mind. We've been in a, just a topical series for the last couple of weeks. I'm calling it uh, just, uh, I don't really have a name for it. I'm just calling it encouragement. And there's a bunch of areas in our life where I think we kind of need encouragement, where we need lifted up. It's just been, uh, you know, one thing after the next and just lots of things piling up. And so every once in a while, we just need a little bit of a pep talk. And so this morning, and thinking about knowing that Matt was going to be here and sharing about the camp, uh, this week and next week is really going to be an encouragement centered on children. And I realize we just kicked all the kids out, but I'd like to talk to the adults in the room about how we can encourage our kids and sort of what, what role do we have in that. And so this morning, I just, I just have a few simple things, simple encouragements, things to sort of remind ourselves of, of, you know, it's like every once in a while we need to kind of get back on track and say, you know, what are the things that really matter? And we can get really caught up in a lot of things that really aren't very important, but I think we all collectively know how important it is to share our faith with the next generation. And certainly this is a topic in which we can really use some encouragement. Uh, I spend time in the school uh, quite a bit, and I spend time with school teachers. And, and right now my job is to go into the school and just start singing songs and just being obnoxious. Like that's, It's uh, to, to shine a little light in the elementary and... And, uh, you know, I was singing a Good Morning song the other day, and, and there are teachers giving me strange looks, like, you know, this is, you know, it's, it's May 8th, you know, it's, it's time to be done with school, and, and they're counting the days down. And, and so it, I just want to encourage people who love and care for kids that what you're doing matters, and, uh, and we can all rally and support, uh, support them. And so I think about, when you think about children, you think about uh, and you're, especially from a Christian mindset, you think about Christ and his relationship with kids. And Jesus uh, constantly sort of battled with people in his context about the importance of children. He says repeatedly uh, to them in all, all kinds of places, but there's two places that I just want to draw out from this morning. And it's in Matthew 19, 14, and then also in Mark 10, 16. First, the Matthew reference is Jesus said, Let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. And then in Mark ten sixteen, and he took the children in his arms, he placed the, his he placed his hands on them, and blessed them. The picture we get of God, creator of the heaven and the earth, incarnate in Jesus Christ. The picture we get is our God loving and welcoming children to Him. You know, if we need any more of a pep talk, it's just sort of flip, maybe flipping open a children's Bible and just seeing the picture, you know, that familiar picture of Jesus on his knees welcoming children to him. This is, ought to be, I think, our attitude and posture towards the next generation, that we would be welcoming to them and loving them and following the example of Christ. Jesus is doing quite a bit in his um, in his sort of welcoming children. One, we think, oh, it's so nice. Jesus is welcoming kids. But Jesus is actually flipping the sort of common notions of about children and their worth. In the ancient world, children did not have the special status that we give them now. They were the lowest rung of the ladder in the social classes. And... Um, All right, children, I love them. 
When you think about children in the ancient world, they held, they held a low status. They were insignificant. They were the walked on and the forgotten. And so when Jesus says, let's welcome children and even become like one of these, Jesus is calling them to a sort of humility, that we should become like children, not in immaturity. I've worked on that part, like become as immature as a kid. I still got that well-maintained. But uh, the, it's a call to a sort of humility of childlike status. Would I lower myself? Would I become childlike in their sort of environment, in their world? Would I think of myself um, uh, humble like a child? And so Jesus is trying to change that sort of perspective for the disciples and saying the kingdom of God is flipped on its head. It's those who are the most important uh, are not, you know, it's, it's not like that. Like the way we value people in the world, those who are prestigious, those who are socially high and upper class and those things that we value and esteem the most, Jesus is, is saying, no, we need to esteem children esteem them and love them and welcome them into the kingdom and so jesus he says to us that the important thing is that we would become humble like a child and i think in welcoming children jesus is saying the this is what's most important he's saying guys the important thing for me to do is welcome the least of these the important thing for me to do is to show how important others are to me. No matter their social class, no matter who they are or who we highly esteem, all are worthy of our time. All people have a place in the kingdom of God. So if everyone is important to Jesus, that's, that's the lesson. When Jesus welcomes children into his arms and the disciples are like, well, shouldn't you keep them at bay? Jesus is making a statement that everyone matters to him, all have a place in his kingdom. And so when we think about it, it's adult or child, it's influencer or influence, it's the rich and the poor, it's the extrovert, it's the introvert, it's the important, it's the not important, it's the socially accepted, it's the socially ostracized. Everyone matters to Jesus. All people have a place and are all are welcomed to him. I want to think about some sort of application of it. I don't know that I need to give you a pep talk or a lecture necessarily on why loving children and leading them to Christ is important. Uh, what I want to do is maybe tug at your heartstrings for a second. And so I have a video to show you. Halila, do you think we can get that to work? Are we, are we in business? So there are, are children born deaf, and maybe you've watched these videos, but they're, they are babies that are given the gift of hearing. And this is one such instance. I found the one that is maybe the saddest and happiest.
I'm a jerk for showing that, I know. But uh, that feeling you get when you watch that of a mother telling her daughter that she loves her and her hearing that for the first time. When I think about children's ministry, children's ministry is helping kids hear that God loves them. And sometimes they hear it for the very first time. And when they hear it, that moment, I think that's the closest picture I can come up with with how God feels about when we tell kids that Jesus loves them. If you want to know how God feels, it's how you feel right now, knowing that that little child got to hear about her mom's love. And so we have an important job, an important role in this world to tell children that God loves them. And man, when they hear it, when they're like, when they catch on fire for Jesus, when they realize that there's hope for them, when they realize the hurt that they've had, when they realize their identity as a beloved child of God and their lives are changed for eternity, that's what it's all about. Maybe you remember when you first heard about Jesus and his love for you. We share that with others. And so I was thinking about the sort of application of things, and it's like, you know, really what we are is a bunch of hearing aids for kids. We are providing hearing aids for children to hear from Jesus, and to hear that they're loved by God. And we have a whole list of things that are resources and things that are hearing aids for kids. We have Sunday school. We just started a, a, a program together, adults and, uh, and the kids, all on the same page walking through the same material, just age-appropriate. There's a reason for that, that we'd really double down and encourage our kids. And so we think of that. Think of that as a hearing aid to help your kids hear from Jesus. We have Wednesday night kids' night. Now, half of these things are on pause for the summer, and so it's not very a, a really well-timed thing, uh, but you're used to me not being well-timed with anything, so that's fine. Uh, but Wednesday night kids' night is an opportunity, and year after year it's been an opportunity to be a hearing, uh, to provide really hearing aids of the gospel for kids that their only setting for hearing it is Wednesday kids night. They don't go to church anywhere. They, their parents don't go, but we reach them. And, and this last year, I, I told them a story uh, about me uh, sinning. I know it's hard to believe that I was sinning, uh, but uh, it was an old story of me stealing toenail clippers when I was a little kid. That's a sermon for illustration for another day. But those kids remember the entire year, me stealing toenail clippers, and uh, they're like, man, Jordan is quite the sinner. But I spent the whole rest of the year telling them of how great God is and his forgiveness and his love, and just teaching that. And we got to review, and I'll tell you what, I was pleasantly surprised of how well they remembered the toenail clippers, but also of just how Jesus forgives and Jesus loves them. And so we're just providing hearing aids for kids in our community. Another opportunity is VBS, and that's coming up soon. Do we have those things figured out? I'm getting faces like that's something we need to get figured out. Uh, but we'll have VBS, and we've had 100 kids show up in our building, uh, and we get to bless and encourage and love them. We have church camp that we get to send kids to. This year we're seven, sending 17. We invited all of the Wednesday night kids' night kids to be able to go, and, and some of that sort of took, and maybe we just need to keep lighting uh, lighting that fire or just planting seeds with those kids and those families to be able to send kids. Next week is a celebration of C3, and, 
that's an outreach mission that's reaching high school students that uh, some of them don't have a church family, a church home. And so it's, it's been a great mission and a great start. And Emily and Dan and, uh, and Heather Chupp and uh, my wife, we've just been uh, working in that. And we have character people like uh, Casey Yarbrough popping in and encouraging cheerleaders. And we have just a lot of exciting things that are happening. And it's an outreach into the school. It allows us to share character and encouragement with kids. And then outside of that, to bless them and encourage them and point them to Christ. And so we're uh, excited about that and that mission and what's it, what it's doing. We also have junior high ministry. We have opportunities for junior hires, and the Chups have been graciously encouraging kids on Wednesday night. And so we also have just resources, more hearing aid things, things to sort of drown out the noise of the world and just quieting kids to hear the good news and hear from Christ. We have Right Now Media. You can scan a thing and you can get right now media on your phone and at home i show kids saddleback kids bible videos and if you're like what do i show my grandkids instead of you know caillou or something crazy like that like what's something i can show my kids or help my grandchildren with you just say go to saddleback kids and type that into the youtuber and i promise you the kids will be enthralled with the videos Jesus pops on, they say, this is Jesus, and he says, hey-o, and all the kids, you know, right on cue, they'll say, hey-o, right back to Jesus, and they're just incredible little Bible videos that help kids know more about Christ and what he's done. There's Bible app for kids, and there's tons and tons of resources, hearing aids to help our kids hear from Jesus, and ultimately, it's a personal thing. You are you. When you think about the resources, when you think about what are the best things that you can do, you are the best resources for children. Relationships matter. I grew up going and belonging to the Kalkowska Church of Christ, and right now I can go home, and I can guarantee you I would be hugged and loved by Jan Wood and, and Carol Guy, and they would say to me, son, how are you doing? I would go home in college, and I always liked going home in the college days because I'd go up to Shirley Ferrier, give her a hug, and, and uh, next thing I know, she would shake my hand, and I would have $20 handshakes. You know, and it was like, all right, don't mind if I do. And she'd be like, that's gas money, get home. And, and so I thought what she meant by that was Taco Bell, so I got a lot of Taco Bell. Yeah, that's a bad joke. I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, terrible jokes. But it was people that throughout my life invested in me, considered me their kid. And they still do. They're in their 90s now, and I'm in my almost 40s. And, and uh, wow, that just kind of sunk in. I said it out loud. Um, uh, but it's, you know, you think about these people that have loved me my entire life and have called me their son who have loved me and blessed me. I was a part of every program. I went to every VBS. I went to Sunday school literally every single week. I was a part of all of those things. But the things that mattered most were not necessarily the programs. It was always the people. I can tell you the people who have changed my life for eternity because they cared about me. They cared about me and they loved me 
They believed in me and saw things in me that I didn't know were even there. Uh, when I was 18, someone foolishly thought I could make a good Sunday school teacher to adults. So when I was 18, a senior in high school, they said, why don't you teach the adult Bible study? I was like, I don't know that that's something I should do. And uh, they gave me everything I needed to say. I was just the, you know, the voice. It was almost like they recognized I like talking and hearing myself talk. Um, but, uh, you know, they saw something within me to foster and encourage. Church family sees in kids something that they don't see in themselves. Because you've lived long enough to see in kids what God does with the, rascally, ra the most rascally kid in the bunch is the one who ends up being the missionary around the world. And, you know, there are some kids that we've just wanted, you know, hogtie every once in a while and think, what is God going to do with those kids? And God's going to do something amazing with them. God's going to do something amazing with Aiden Emkow's heart. Eli and Aiden can't sit up front and sit still, but God's going to light them on fire. The Yarbrough kids have enough energy to change the world, and God's going to use that. God's going to change the world with our kids. He's going to make a difference. And we get to point them in that direction. And so I just want to encourage you that when we think about all the resources that we have at our disposal, the very best resource is you. You get to love kids and lead them to Christ. You get to be not just the hearing aid, you get to be the one that perhaps is the voice of God telling them you are loved by God and Jesus died for you and he cares for you you get to be that for your kids and so I simply want to say to you let's work through those things that hinder kids from coming to Christ Jesus says something that I think we need to hold ourselves accountable to he says in Matthew 19 14 do not hinder them. Do not hinder them. And I think some of my comments, some of my things that I say to my own kids, some of the things that I've done, hinder them and keep them from hearing just how much God loves them. But I want to say to us, let's hold ourselves accountable to this. Let's not stand in the way of our kids hearing Christ. Let's do all we can to encourage them and love them. I'm going to invite the kids up from Kids Church, and I'm going to ask them to sit with their families, and uh, what we're going to do is we're going to sing the song, The Blessing, and so it's going to take a second for the kids to get up here and get situated after I pray, and, and I'll kind of talk to them a little bit, um, but what I would like for us to do is as we sing this song, if you can kind of shuffle around, maybe it's find a family that you want to pray with and sing the song with. But it's about praying for this next generation, that they would be blessed, that they would know Christ and just how loved he is. Are you with me on this? Let's do this. I'll pray, and then we'll get the kids and, and uh, make a special moment for our kids to hopefully remember and hear that they're loved by God. Let's pray. God, we love you so much. Thank you for today. Thank you for uh, just Matt and... And Autumn being here, thank you for the camp. Thank you for its mission. God, you've set a mission before us uh, to, as uh, 
grandparents, as parents, as aunts and uncles, as, um, as just people who are part of our church family, who truly matter and are truly loved. Thank you for the volunteers. Thank you for people, God, who have invested in this generation. Thank you for Jennifer Hefner and years and years and years of Sunday school teaching. Thank you for Sandy Walter and years and years of Sunday school. Thank you for Robin and Renee and volunteering in Children's Church and, and plugging in. Thank you for Tim and Megan and thank you for uh, so many, God, and for Brad Gardner and Liz and God, for your love that you've poured out. Thank you for Jane and God, I'm missing people, but you know them. Thank you for volunteers. Thank you for people who invest in kids and love them and care so much for them. God, thank you for the generation that went before us who taught Sunday school to those who are teaching it now. Thank you, God, for planting seeds and fostering that growth in each of us. Help us to hear, God. Help us to hear you, even in our adulthood, God. The resources that are hearing aids for time with you. And keep growing in us so that we have something to share with the children. We love you. And we thank you. And we praise you. Let no children be hindered from coming to you and believing in you and having eternal life through Jesus Christ. We love you, God. Encourage us now. Remind us of just how important it is to love you and to love our children well. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we'll have the kids come on in. Kids, find your family. Sit with your family. We just got done talking about all of you and how amazing each and every one of you are. We, I did. I did. I talked about you, McKenna. I did. I said, you guys are going to be a loudspeaker for Jesus. That you guys are going to be a blessing. McKenna, go sit with your mom and dad, please. Why? Why? Well, that's all right. And so what I would like us to do as the worship team's up here now, let's stand up, everyone, and let's just find families that we can be together. Uh, if it's hold hands, lay hands, um, but that we would pray for one another and pray for our kids. And we'll, uh, we'll get into that here now.